Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Wicky, wicky, wow, wow, Wes. All right, we are rolling with our newest episode. And today we have the privilege of being on the campus of Arkansas Tech University. Feels good to be on campus. It's nice and quiet, peaceful, nice outside, but we have the privilege of sitting inside Baz Tech in the nice, cool air conditioner. I'm excited about our question today being, what is so important about communication or why is communication so important? I'm excited to look into this because some little trivia that some of you may not know about my partner in ministry, Brad Branham, who also is the guest today, is that he and I both share the same major, which is mass communication. So we went to school for this, so this should be a fun discussion. Now, we will both declare we are by no means experts on communication, but we certainly have fun talking about it. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome, for the first time in a live conversation, Brad Branham. Good morning, America, or afternoon, wherever it is, or uh, internationally, wherever you're listening from. I'm going to use my radio voice. Perfect. There you go. Well, I'm, uh, I'm happy to join with you, man. I'm happy to explore this question. It's something you and I have talked a lot about. We've laughed about both stumbling into communications. And I do remember one thing from communication. I remember the professor writing it on the board. Do you remember this little illustration where you had the sender and the receiver? Oh, yeah. And the line being the message that's oh, given yeah. between them? like basic communication right like sender receiver message like i remember that it's probably important that i remember that at least yeah man but let's and we could go at this from a lot of angles and we certainly can and, and i think that'd be fun at ground level let's just talk about like how do you feel like communication when you you know i know with our college students we've talked a lot about the wheel that the navigators put out that is is a great summary of the christian life you have christ the center then you have the vertical spokes being prayer and the word. You have horizontal spokes of witnessing and fellowship, and then you have obedience that kind of brings it all together. So how do you feel like communication impacts that? Maybe at its core, just from a gospel level, Christ the center, you know, what do you think about communication when it comes to that? Yeah, man, it's all communication. If you think about it, Christ was the way that God, you know, illustrated himself to us. Uh, mm-hmm. When Jesus left glory, the Son of God came to earth and uh, took on flesh, uh, the incarnation we call it, you know, that was a means of communication. Jesus is called in John the Word. And so if you, if you really want to break it down into that schematic, uh, man, from the core Christ, that is a means and form of communication. Mm-hmm. That's really cool you brought up, John, because remember in the beginning was the Word, and then remember in Genesis um, where the Scriptures read, let us create man Mm. in our image. You have communication happening between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit that let us create man in our. That's pretty cool. Like You're so right, man, that communication is so core and central to to it all. I also thought about, uh, think about when... Jesus was, uh, when, he, when he died on the cross, 
and the veil was torn, you know, what that represented, you know, that Christ is now like we no longer had to have a mediator Mm. to get to God, like that he himself was our mediator so that we can communicate freely with God. Yeah. When you think about that, how many religions in the world require a mediator or require a certain posture or certain things and and the freedom of communication we have with God is a really cool and free thing. I love that. Right. I always love that illustration that preachers use that, you know, uh, regardless of who who your choice of president would be, if the president, that office, if you were invited to uh, make a phone call and know that it would be received in the Oval Office, who wouldn't take that opportunity? Mm -hmm. And then you think about, um, you know, we have an audience with God. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the whole entire will to, to, to branch out from here. I mean, you think about prayer. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. That's yeah. our communicating to God. Just talk about fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, fellowship for us as Baptists, we often uh, think that fellowship is, you know, uh, Eating. food. Right. <laughs> Which it, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, uh, yeah. but you think about uh, the fellowship in, in a body of believers mm. And the damage that can be done if communication breaks down. Mm, uh, and you think good. about the, the vital nature of communication to fellowship. Mm. Uh, you know my favorite is going to be witnessing. Mm. Uh, we've got the most uh, impactful message uh, in the mm. history of the world. And so uh, that whole illustration of sender-receiver message, mm. man, we've, we as believers... Uh, with such an awesome message, obviously we need to put the utmost attention into getting the communication thereof correct. Mm. Let me ask you this, because you brought up two really good points. You know, in marriage counseling, we talk about the very first episode is, is I say episode <laughs> in podcast <laughs> mode here. The first counseling session is typically on communication because it, you know, and I know I tell couples like this is honestly so central that everything else will fall underneath this heading right and so when it comes to communication there's kind of two key parts of that there's assertiveness and then there's active listening Mm. right so if we go back to the beginning of sender receiver to be a sender you have to be assertive to actually use words and things to communicate and as a receiver you have to actively listen so that Mm. you understand the message yeah and the goal then is thus making sure you're that line is you're straightening that line as much as possible so question, you mentioned two things, both with fellowship and witnessing. Let's just take fellowship, for example. How is being assertive in fellowship, mm. how is that crucial to our having true biblical fellowship? Because I'm totally mm. with you, man. I think it'd be fun for our listeners to think through this a little bit. How does assertiveness play in and being willing to be a sender mm. and be someone who can speak up? How does right. that impact? And you even mentioned the negative impacts of mm. not doing that. Mm. So would you mind kind of sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, to, to, you know, kind of piggyback off of your your premarital counseling uh, illustration. So uh, unmet expectations uh, or a difference in expectations Mm. uh, is what so frequently causes conflict in a marriage or any any type of relationship, including in the church. Mm. And so there's only one way to get on the same page, as it were. And that is to communicate what our expectations are. Mm. And so I think if someone is not meeting our expectation, but we have failed to be assertive and to communicate mm. what our expectations are, then really the, the, the fault lies with us. Mm. Man, that's so good. I think of like James five sixteen, the command, confess your sins to each other 
and pray for each other mm. so that you may be healed. And a lot of people will quote the tail end of that, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, but they forget the first part, right? Right. And I think that that very straightforward command, confess your sins, requires communication. It requires mm. assertiveness because let's be honest, when we, when we sin, mm. I don't know about you, but it's not my first instinct to be like, man, I need to let Brad know I've messed up. Right. Like, dude, I, I've, I've done this. But yet such a key part of biblical fellowship is assertiveness and, and doing what James 5, 16 yeah. says, which is communication. Right. And it, you're, it is so fun to talk about because it's easy to read verses like that and be like, oh, okay. But that literally means you have to go mm. and be assertive and tell someone, look, this is happening. And isn't it, it's so crazy to me that the mystery of God, it, he could have made it enough to confess to him. He could have done that, right? right? I mean, that's an, that is right. a key part of it. And yet he put this other part in it with one another that's so crucial to our fellowship. I love that. And then there's, I guess you could also, uh, what's the Ephesians 4.29? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. That's good. According to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Right. And you know what I think about when I read that verse? I think of assertiveness and active listening. Right. Because, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here actively listening. I'm, I'm thinking, I literally am thinking all of these little, uh, I mean, they're verbal, but nonverbal in the sense of their, their, their cues. I'm going, mm, mm, yeah, yes, right. That's right. Mm. You know, that to me is active listening. Yes. That's demonstrating to you that I'm hearing what you're saying. And then I'm thinking to myself, how is this translating in a podcast? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's listening and they're like, Hey, Brad, what, what, bro, why were you just going, mm, the whole time? Like, was there something stuck in your throat? What's the deal? No, no I mean, it's... I'm trying to communicate to my brother sitting six feet apart from me here. Uh, I don't have a, a ruler out, but uh, roughly, uh, you know, that I'm listening, that I'm hearing what he's saying. Stereotypically, Justin, if, if we just want to be real, let's be real with one another. And let's even come back to the marriage thing. Uh, stereotypically, I think, I think us as guys struggle the most, not with being assertive, but with the active listening for sure. part of this. For so sure. Tell, tell me what you think about that. I think you're onto something. I think that there have been many times in my marriage where my wife had to say, hey, are you like, there's a tone that whatever word she says, there's a tone that I understand mm. that it, it communicates that I've, I'm checked out and I yeah. need to check back in and yeah. listen. I think you're absolutely right. And I think active listening is, is an art that's learned. I don't think we're natural at it. And I think we live in a world, by the way, when it comes to communication, we're more distracted than ever. Right. I mean, man, honestly, the phones we carry in our pockets are a huge distraction. I mean, have you ever been in a conversation with someone and, and you kind of spoke to this with the nonverbal when it comes to communication, there's, there's not just things we say mm -hmm. to your point of the verbal cues, the, even your head, like you, eye contact, you're looking at me. I see you, you're right. with me. Like there's, there's, Nonverbal communication that takes place. In fact, I've heard it said that the majority of our communication is nonverbal. Right. Which is absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, going back to the assertive or the active listening, I feel like, you know, that is something that you have to learn to do because right. it, it is easy to check out. It is easy to get distracted. And I feel like for me personally, I have to be very intentional to stay engaged, to stay with that person. Um, just because my mind tends to, well, you know me, there's right, moments right. where I, I trail off. You're like, Hey man, are you, and you'll, you'll help me out. You, hey man, I, are you with me? Oh, you're right. I checked out for a second and you know, we show each other grace, but you're right. I think that is, 
something that we need to practice and need to get better at because it's uh, without that, regardless of how assertive people are being, if no one's there to be active listening and, and receiving that communication, it's not taking place. Right. Can we just pick it back off of what you just said? I know I've kind of flipped the switch and and I'm kind of guiding the conversation a little bit. I hope that's okay. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, this is geared towards college students Mm. and, uh, and Paige and I talk about this a lot, you know, uh, and th- this is, I guess I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, broad brush here, but, but I feel like compared to our generation, the current generation of college students, this is more of a struggle because of being uh, born with technology, being raised with mm, technology. Whereas we kind of adopted it right, later in life. Right. Yep. It's to where, you know, for instance, when, when, when texting, first became you know the popular mode of of, uh, communication it bothered me uh, that I would call somebody and they wouldn't answer my Mm. call but then I could text them and they would text me right back and that says look bro I know you got your phone in your hand I probably do that sometimes right right no no no. I mean we've all kind of we've all kind of adopted that I'm that way now too but you think about I'm just talking about that transition Mm. period of time so in other words uh, we we talk about this college generation if you will uh, I think, man, this is something that's going to hit home because, mm. you know, if if my primary means of communication have have been digital, socially mm. speaking, mm. Uh, for a lot of my life, uh, I feel like I can struggle in those one on one conversations. Mm. Uh, I can struggle uh, in, you know, relating to different generations. Mm. Uh, and so, man, communication is one of those. I feel like one of those felt needs as I talk to college students is, man, it's something that we all wish we were better at. And it's so important. And, you know, as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking so much of that translates to our relationship with God because, you know, there's a dying to self even to to active listen. I mean, let's be honest. There's things that maybe it's as simple as something on your mind or something you had a plan to go, that you were in the process of going to accomplish a task. You were going somewhere and all of a sudden this, conversation just came upon you from a friend that you didn't expect but it's right here happening so what are you going to do are you going to kind of are you going to stop in your mind and and let go of what you were pursuing to engage with this individual I feel like it translates to our relationship with God we've become really poor at that communication that I feel like that's one of the reasons why we struggle with our time alone with God Hmm, man we've lost the ability to slow down and listen right and so if you're asking me now to just read my Bible and just, you know, we talk about how healthy it is now just to sit in quietness. You know, now you and I, our households are filled with yeah, joyous not a, sounds not, and not a lot all, of quietness, all kinds of things that when you, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get quiet, it like gets my attention like, wow, yeah, I don't hear anything right now. Uh, and that's great. And you and I are probably at a season where we can probably embrace that a little easier. But we do, you know, you have to have those moments where you can disengage and just listen and just and be in that conversation, in that communication. Right. And so whether it's the individual, whether, you know, we're talking about with God and his word and, and being willing to receive that. Um, well, let's start by this because we hit a little bit of fellowship. But how about and I know your heart, man, from the fir- very first moment I met you, you have such a heart for evangelism. Uh, with sharing the gospel, how do you feel like communication and even a certain act of listening? You know, there's all perspectives on sharing the gospel. How do you feel that communication impacts your 
ability to share the gospel and just your perspective on it. Right. I think sharing the gospel for us uh, once upon a time, uh, and I, when I say us, I don't mean you and I, I mean the church uh, sure. was a dissemination of information. In mm. other words, I have this message, I have this truth, I have this canned formula for communicating it to you. Uh, and I've memorized all of these things. I'm going to go through step by step. I'm going to practice with people. Uh, what, what you and I find out is that doesn't work well on a college mm. campus. Uh, you know, Zig Ziglar uh, said that people don't really uh, care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And, and so I think, you know, that give and take, that conversation, uh, and that's what you and I do uh, mm-hmm. when we're on a campus, when we're having a conversation with somebody. If we ask you, hey, tell me about your spiritual beliefs, we genuinely want to know. Mm-hmm. We genuinely, uh, and so it's not just, I'm going to ask that question because it's part of a formula that mm-hmm. I've learned. Uh, but no, I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to listen to that answer. I want to know genuinely what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I genuinely want to be a friend. Uh, mm. I genuinely uh, want to meet needs in your life, whether mm. you ever come to a relationship That's with right. Jesus Christ or not. Yep. And so, uh, you know, when you communicate, in other words, you and I have talked about this, everything is communication. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for a lot of people uh, in today's world, regardless of their age, they recognize whether or not they are just another notch on your evangelism mm-hmm. belt or whether or not they are someone you That's genuinely right care about well and there's something you said in there that i think's worth kind of pointing out and that is that you ask questions and you're right i think for many people you know when it comes to evangelism it is all right how do i get to where i can give this information and speak and give them the gospel which that's great that's important But what happens is in the process of that is we miss out on the other half of communication, which is equally, if not what I would agree with what you're saying is even more important because it opens up the lines for you to share and then truly listen is for you to actively listen. And asking questions is probably the most practical way and thing you can do to practice that. Ask questions and then ask and not ask questions. And just sit there thinking about the next thing you're going to say mm. or, oh man, what's my transition? Right. No, no, like sincerely yeah. hear them out, sincerely ask that question. And you're right. I love, uh, I love being a learner. I love conversations. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the green grass out there. It's a beautiful day. And, you know, I've, we've had so many fun conversations out there by the bell tower with students and just asking questions and Students are, are really open to those conversations. And even when I've disagreed with students, we've had great conversations. And it's all we, we always walk away like, man, I thank you. Like, I really enjoyed this talk. And they'll say the same thing because, to your point, you're just at, we're just learning. We're asking questions, and it's so helpful. And I think that's such a key part of communication that we miss out on. We, we, in other words, we only want to look at the one half of it, like sender message yeah Yeah. go 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 it's like well there's two sides to this and you have to be willing to embrace both yeah i mean i think uh again to to say everything is communication you communicate as much with what you don't say as Mm -hmm. what you do say so for example if i've just if you and i have just met and i say hey man what's your name and you tell me i don't know my name is eric uh, and, and, you know, two seconds later, I'm asking you again, now, what'd you say your name was? <laughs> yeah. But how many times have we done that? And the reason is, is because 
when you were telling me your name, I wasn't, I wasn't mm. trying to learn your name. I wasn't mm. thinking, what is this person's name? I was thinking, okay, now I got to tell them my name or, or what, what are they thinking about me? What do I think about them? Mm. You know, you, you, I think even just from the very moment that you approach someone on a campus to share the gospel with them, it speaks volumes, whether or not you even hear, recognize and register their name. Um, and so, you know, that's a lot of that, that asking questions. I'm talking about from the very first question, mm. you're, you're communicating. Uh, Absolutely. And so, you, 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 you know, you got to take that stuff seriously. You got to get that part right. Mm. Uh, and it, again, it's not part of a formula. It's not because we want them to come to know Christ, though we do. Mm. Uh, it's because, man, w- that's a human being. Mm. We're a human being. Uh, we're human beings, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and you know you're you're communicating you know what i genuinely care about mm-hmm. who you are what you're about well and i think that's two big things there from fellowship with brothers and sisters in christ to just community of college students on a campus you know engaging students even outside of their their spiritual growth kind of settings right whether it be you know campus ministries or bcm um, you know, churches, hello church, you know, wherever it is that they're going, their small group Bible studies, you know, are there lines of communication outside of those spheres? And I think that's what I love about your heart that you and I have had a kindred heart that we've seen from our first meeting up at, at CJ's Burgers, which is, you know, man, we've got to find ways to engage and open up lines of communication with people who aren't going to any campus ministry or any church. And, you know, I think that's something fun that you and I have had a lot of conversations about. And I think this year it's probably worth saying because it's going to be a unique season of even for a college student. I think it's going to be different. I mean, it's different. We walk in here and there's a sign on the door like you've got to have a mask on if you're coming here. I'm looking around the room and they've reduced the chairs. They're about to get rid of a ton of the chairs that were in Bass Tech, which means the number of seating is now limited. So, you know, campus is going to feel different this fall it's going to look a little different however the opportunities for us to open up lines of communication will be there yeah they may even be stronger maybe you know? stronger it, when you take away that uh, ability to connect with other people mm. uh, that just makes you more hungry for mm. it that's good man yeah. i like it well we've talked about prayer we talked about fellowship and man, i think you could do an episode on each of those by the way for sure just but I, I kind of like how this is going. This is fun. You know, is there anything you think about just as far as just God's word when mm-hmm. it comes to communication? What, yeah. what comes to your mind, both, both just reading, taking in God's word and thinking of both of those avenues? What do you, what comes to mind? All right. Uh, you know, this is probably the easiest one outside of prayer uh, because it is obviously a mode of communication. Uh, it is God's communication to us. You know, mm. it, it's sad, but it's it's funny, too. Uh, everybody wants to say, look, God told me this. God told me that. And I'm not I'm not discounting the fact that we can perceive in our spirits that God is leading us in a certain direction. Sure. Uh, however, sometimes the things that people say they hear from God, I'm like, man, I never heard that in the word. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I read something sometime uh, back. Somebody said, you know. Uh, have you ever heard God speak to you? So, yeah, man, I have. Mm. Whoa, you, you've literally heard God speak. Well, mm. yes, very clearly. Uh, every morning when I, I read the Bible. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, I was about to yeah. say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so, so uh, man, yeah. you think about the, the same deal, to go back to the analogy I used mm. a while ago, 
of, of having an open line to the Oval Office. Uh, and again, we don't have to put this in American terms because you and I love international students and we mm. know a lot of them. If any world leader uh, wanted to get in touch with us, our phone rang. Mm. That's one of those. We're not dodging that phone mm. call. We're picking that one up, mm. you know, which kind of embitters me a little bit that people ain't picking up my phone calls and <laughs> just texting funny. me back. That's but, funny. No. That's, well, you made me think about the quote. I've heard it twice from, I think, two different people. It's like, if you want to hear God speak, open up your Bible and read it out loud. Right. Like, I love that. And I also think about, you know, you've got, you've got what, okay, so if you think about communication from what we studied, there's sender, there's receiver, and then there can be a breakdown in communication, right? Which means something went wrong with either the sender, mm-hmm. the message, or the receiver. Right. So here's what's cool when you think about the Bible. Has God, as the sender of the message, has he made a mistake? Not at all. No. Is the message messed up? I know no. where you're going. That's Not right. at all. So yeah. what's the problem? It's yeah. the receiver. Right. How many times are we, A, not even exposing ourselves to the word? That's right. And then even if we get past that hurdle, which I'd say that's a hurdle in the sense that I think the enemy's actively trying to keep I us out that, of the Bible. I would say that that hurdle is as tall as this building, that's right. So when So then when we get in the Bible and then when we do expose ourselves to it, then what do we do? What's our response to it? Reject it. If, if, if the Bible, when the Bible goes to do what it does, which is 2 Timothy 3, 16, correct, rebuke. Hold on now. Exhort. Yes, and train, right? Train yeah, to you. Yeah. So it's doing those, which we're down with training and exhorting. Those sound great. Uh, correcting and rebuking. It's like, ah. That doesn't sound I as don't fun. know, man. That doesn't sound yeah. as good. And so, like, you know, I don't know why I always think of this command when I think of, like, straightforward commands that just rebuke you. But I often think of do nothing, or I'm sorry, excuse me, do everything without complaining. Right. Do everything without complaining. I don't know if I, I guess yeah, God who, just worked. Who I, does that? That's who right. does like, that? That's pretty straightforward. So yeah. I think it's fun for me to think about communication because it is so central to how we even respond to the word. There's no bro- breakdown with the sender. There's no breakdown with his message. There's the breakdown right. is always with us if there is one. Yeah. So the goal is to figure out how we're missing that yeah. and getting it right. Yeah. Often it's not in the understanding, though that can be a problem. Uh, we, we both know that when you take Scripture out of context True. That's exactly and, right. and, and, and make it a, a pretext or proof text for whatever you want it to say, that happens all the time. That's a that great is a, point. A huge, and that's a huge problem. But I think that the biggest issue is when we do get it, when we have understood it, but we fail to apply it. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that that's the one that I think trips us all up, just like the one you just mentioned, do all things without complaining. I mean, again, <laughs> as I said, who does that? Yeah. Who, I mean, I think that... You know, that's one that we all fail on frequently. Mm. And personally, I'm tired of it. And let me tell well, you, I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, I'm and kidding. I think, let's be honest, students are probably going to have a big challenge with that because things are going to be different this semester. Oh, yeah. So the, the temptation to complain is going to be a full force. Yeah. What's the, what's the term now? It's even been popularized. Mm. Uh, you know, somebody's called a Karen. I don't know that that has. Oh, but, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Just somebody that's always... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I Hopefully that doesn't have any bad, bad connotations. I know. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, I got a I got a cousin named Karen. Poor poor girl. But anyway, yeah, you know, you think about, uh, you know, that that's even become a part of our popular culture. Mm-hmm. Is that there are some people that they're just going to complain. They're yep. just uh, you you yep. can't ever make them happy. Yep. Uh, I've certainly seen that in in my days in in ministry. There's some mm. people that they're not going to be happy. They're going to complain mm. uh, about me. They're going to complain about you. They're mm. going to complain about if it's too hot, if it's too cold. 
you know, the color no, of this carpet or the, that pew needs to be a chair or whatever, you know. And yet the command is clear. It's there. You're right. And I think you pointed out something good. It's we can often at times and, and certainly you and I have seen as the books we've studied with Hello Church. We've seen that warning of false teachers and yeah. we see people who got caught up in that. So there's yeah. that side of it. There's a side of our hearts are wicked and we don't want to be corrected, right. rebuked. And then uh, but I love that. And I think of prayer. You know, if you think about it, it's like the word, it's kind of the opposite, right? Like God's sitting there ready and loves to hear from his children, you know, wants to hear from his children. And are we making the most of that? Are we being assertive to talk to God? Yeah. You know, that's. Are we actively listening by actually reading and listening? That's right. And those two feed off one another. There's no doubt that the word and prayer are so tightly tied together. And I don't know about you. For me, it's like. You know, when you spend time in the word, that usually leads you to pray mm. beyond that time. Yeah, it needs you know, it's, to. Yeah, it's got you thinking about it and you're talking with God. Right. And you're, or you're getting corrected because you are in a life situation that directly is exposing that thing in you that yeah. needed, that God is, is working on you on. Right. So that's awesome, man. Well, any other thoughts for you, man? Just, you know, again, I'd like to do a part two of this at some point because I think communication, it is such a crucial part of our life, both with God, both with others. I mean, my goodness, there's so many angles to this, and I think it's a great, healthy discussion for us to have. Right. Do you have any just closing thoughts, though, for this episode that you'd want to share? Uh, man, I'm just grateful that you're doing it, to be honest. Like I said, I, I feel like it's a felt need. I feel like it's one uh, for the college students that I deal with regularly and that you deal with regularly that they would say, yeah, man, this is this is one of those things that – uh, I would like to improve upon. Uh, I would like to get better at. Mm. Uh, and that's not a slam at all. You know, when, when people start saying, you know, my generation did this, your generation does that, people may hear that as a negative or a derogatory comment. It's not at all. Mm. Uh, you and I, more than most people, love college students. Mm. We love and we see the value in, the promise of, and just the awesome, amazing uh, character of this generation. Uh, and part of that is that, that they are seeking to improve in this area of life. Mm. And so, man, I just, I commend you for, for coming up with this idea, uh, for inviting me on. It's always cool to be with you, uh, anywhere, whatever we're doing. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to that CJ's butcher boy burger (laughs) when we're done. Since we've mentioned them twice on here, maybe we 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 need to get them as a sponsor, you know? Well, uh, man, I appreciate you and. Brangus. You know, I, I think that's right. <laughs> Brangus, twenty percent off. Come on, hook us up, Matt. I um, I think it's so fun, and I think closing out, you know, I'd love to challenge you guys who are listening to really think through your communication with God. You know, are you actively listening when you read His Word? Are you paying attention to how the Holy Spirit is exposing those things in you and communicating what needs to be rebuked, what needs to be corrected, what needs to be trained? Like there's an act, there's an active involvement that you participate in. We can't just sit on the sidelines and expect God to like he's done his part and he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us pay attention to these things he's he's making aware in our life. And so that's an active involvement. Are you doing that? Are you being assertive uh, with God? Are you are you praying to him? Are you being assertive with your brothers and sisters in Christ and and living out these biblical commands If you want a cool practical study, you can um, do, I was challenged uh, by a guy, Neil Nelson, one time to do the one another study uh, in the New Testament. That's a great challenge where you can study all the places and commands where it says one another, like it's going to give commands about how to treat one another. 
and ask yourself, am I doing these things? And you know what you're going to find in a lot of those? A lot of it's communication. A lot of it is communication. And so you got to think about that. And then, you know, how, what kind of lines of communication do you have with people who don't know Jesus or aren't connected to church or anything spiritual? You know, maybe they know Jesus, maybe they don't. We don't know, but they're not connected. What lines of communication do you have? These are good questions that you can be asking in your life right now. And hopefully you'll be able to take some of these things uh, and, and it'll make a difference in your life. And that's our hope and prayer. And so we're so thankful, Brad. I'm, uh, so grateful for you, man. Thank you so much. It's always fun, like you said, to hang out together and get to just talk and, and pray and just dream. And um, it's fun to be on campus together. So I appreciate you joining. Justin, I hear what you're saying, and I want to communicate to you that I also appreciate being <laughs> That's here. the one thing we didn't share was <laughs> to practice that. You, you, there's this phrase that you got to tell people, uh, like with husbands and wives, like, if okay, so that you hear something, and the response is to make sure you're getting it right. It's, okay, what I hear you saying is, and then you try to repeat what they said, and then you find out if it's not if it's right or not, because then you might hear, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what I can kinda, what I can tell is that we're gonna need a part two. We need a part two. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. Well, thank you guys for joining in. Uh, it's been fun. And until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us to stay connected to church connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless. <laughs>